welcome to Three Cups Collective Season 2. We talk about community, coffee, and creativity. Join us as we try another roast from the Just Coffee Co-op and share tips on how to have a great conversation with absolutely anyone. So grab a cup and shake it up. <laughs> we are trying another flavor of Just Coffee. Uh, just, just Coffee, coffee Co-op. Oh, co-op. No, it's co-op. Oh, it's just, co-op. Just mm-hmm. It's it's not like just coffee. It's just coffee. Yeah, it's like just because it's 100% fair trade and certified organic. Our coffee and, is just uh, and righteous. Like justice, right? Yes. Yeah. I think Righteous Coffee Co. would be better. Righteous Coffee Co-op. Well, maybe it's already taken. So they could name it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> just. <laughs> We're drinking another flavor of the Just Coffee Co-op brand. And this one is called El Corazón, and it's got grapefruit, mm-hmm. orange zest, and dark chocolate. Do y'all taste? I taste the grapefruit. I taste sure. none of these. I, <laughs> I taste the grapefruit. It's really citrusy. It's their medium uh, roast. You know how dark chocolate like has those flavors that doesn't taste like chocolate? Yeah, they taste like raisins. It's like almost me. like a waxiness. I don't taste anything waxy. When I have dark chocolate, I taste raisins. That like it's really fruity to me. I feel like they're like, okay, when you eat specifically th- semi-sweet chocolate chips, mm-hmm. how like when you're chewing on it, there's some flavors there that like aren't chocolate, but it's like nothing else in the world. It's just like a waxiness almost. <laughs> no so you get raisins, you get wax. Like, ra- like Yeah, but not like any wax, like spe- a chocolate wax. Specifically when, when I have like that... Um, was it like sixty or seventy percent cacao, like that type of like dark chocolate? You know? I taste the dark chocolate in this. Like that's where I taste the raisins. Yeah, once you said that, when you eat like a dark chocolate bar and it's like really, you it's know, a real dark chocolate. Yeah, like, like not Hershey's dark chocolate. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It's that's like a dark that's chocolate aftertaste. Taste that. Special dark. <laughs> I can taste that. It's not. It's not like the richness, the silkiness of dark chocolate. It's just like the aftertaste. But I don't know how I'm supposed to get grapefruit. And I get the grapefruit. The grapefruit is what I get like right at the beginning. Mm. Well, it's good. I like it. I like it. I mean, the bag is empty, so. It's gold. (laughs) I think it tastes great. It's good coffee. Yeah. It's just coffee. No, it's just coffee. It's not just coffee. It's just (laughs) coffee. Just. It's like the Judge Dredd of coffee. The Judge Dredd. (laughs) Speaking of Judge Dredd. Did you see the new trailers like that were coming out and um, he's in they're doing a new rainbow? Have you seen Rainbow? Movie? No. Oh, I haven't seen it. They're doing a you new You know what? Rainbow. I did. I did hear about it. Yeah, the trailer's out. It's really great. I'm really looking forward to Rainbow. I'm really looking forward to Top Gun Maverick. It's coming out. And the trailer Terminator. got released today. Terminator like ten. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> yeah. But Arnold is back. Well the in original Terminator. dudes in there too, so Seriously? It's yes. Stallone, so Cruz, Schwarzenegger? Yes. Yeah, so you got Arnold as Terminator. They are, Tom they are obviously targeted to a very specific market of these 40 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> He's so freaking excited. I'm not I'm so excited. I can't yeah. do the, the, He's excited. the super go, duper go, remakes. Go, go. The, the, the thing that got me off of like the comeback remakes was. Live free and die hard, or die die hard and live free, or whatever. Yeah, it was when he did his comeback remake, and he did another die hard after all the other die hards, 
It was just so lame for me. I'm like, okay. But you didn't see the diehards when I they did. first came not out. Not when they first came out, but right. I've seen all the diehards. So it's not as special to you. It's, it's... <laughs> Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was in like a movie too. Mm -hmm. like he did a scene like when he's like crawling in the air vent. Mm -hmm. like he was in the air ducts, yeah. Air That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm off of that. That's not. There's zero interest for me. Like if we weren't recording today, I'd be watching Top Gun because just because of the trailer came out today. What do you think about like the new Disney movies though? Oh, I want to see Lion King. Because we I watched that. Really makes the Lion King and I think they're doing a good job. With them. I don't. I feel like they're doing them like all like really close. You know, like the animated movies come out like once every like, four years or something like that. Oh, once every uh -huh. two years. But they're doing all these remakes really close just to get like the nostalgia hit and then now and then, we can create new things. something new. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because did you see the Mulan trailer? The live action Mulan? It looks like... I didn't uh, see the trailer. I, I kind of avoid trailers on the remakes. I don't want to come it in. It looks really cool. I don't know. Like one thing good. was with the Aladdin. I finally saw Aladdin. And it was because I really felt like I was missing out because we were listening to the soundtrack every day. Amelia loves the soundtrack. We listen to the album every day. Oh, of the new one. Of the new one. Oh, okay. Because she went and saw it with, uh, like, a friend date with, yeah. like, Kelsey and some of her friends from work or whatever. I can't remember what it was. It was so good. I loved it. Yeah. So I'm listening to the songs, and I'm like, I want to see, like, the pictures What's that happening? go with all this yeah, audio. Yeah. Like, it sounds so Especially cool. Especially Jasmine's song. And, yeah. uh, so, so I good. really liked it. Yeah. I, like, I really liked Excellent. it. it well, I feel like I, like, critiqued it, like, really hard, though. Like, I there was all these things I noticed that, like, when I was telling Kelsey about it, she's like, oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> So no, I feel don't like do I that. Really... You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> but like, You're just I need supposed to, to enjoy it. I need it. to flex my like, critical muscles. No, not on childhood. See, like but that. you can't do no, that on like childhood cartoons and like just movies that you're supposed to just enjoy and take it at face value. Okay. Because like, okay, wait. No. They they went I have and to saw they went and saw Endgame, right? And I had I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. So he took the kids to see Endgame. And I haven't seen it, and I told him, it's fine, because Eliana, she's not going to sit through it. Y'all just go, and you tell me, and I'll ask you a bunch of questions, and y'all tell me what happens. So I've been asking questions and trying to figure out, okay, how'd they do this? And then they were saying they went and saw Spider-Man, you know, so after mm -hmm. Endgame. And uh, I was asking them some questions, and they could not, like, fully explain why that's okay or why that is happened yeah. yeah and and so they're like stop asking us questions mom like <laughs> you're <laughs> so i think you know it's one of those things where you just like okay they, they won right here's the thing though like the, the remake of the aladdin did kind of ruin my like childhood enjoyment of the original album. i don't think so well i'll they tell you one me. thing right now no oh, i feel like you're gonna ruin something for me this is hair who, Aladdin's hair? Yes. Oh, I liked it. It was fine. Aladdin's it was in the movie, the remake, the movie. It was terrible. He had like 19 different hairstyles. They were all obviously wigs. You could see the little wig fibers moving and no, blowing the wind. No, I think so. It was I, awful. It was terrible. Unless you're talking about the genie's hair. No, I'm talking oh, about Aladdin's hair. I, that, I wanted to have Aladdin's hair when I was a kid. Oh, the like, floppy. Yes, the, like the flowy, yeah. like the cool hair. I'm like, like, I didn't notice anything about his hair. I'm like, I want cool Aladdin. It's because you don't have that connection. You, you don't, don't have. I don't have the connection ever, to his hair. You're you didn't right. ever look at animated Aladdin and think he's got the hair. coolest hair in that's the world. That's true. And that's what I. Felt I looked like. at Ariel like that. I wanted Ariel's hair. See, and like when the new Aladdin movie, that I couldn't stop looking at the hair because it was terrible. That's oh. hilarious. That's really funny. 
I really enjoyed it. I think it was great. I mean, every scene lived up to its counterpart scene. I wouldn't say every scene. I think every scene. <laughs> okay, so you know who directed it, right? Guy Ritchie directed oh, yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie. the new Aladdin movie. Yes. And, like, that's crazy to me for a number of reasons. But, like, I, I feel like the reason why... I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me that he directed the movie. Who would you want to direct it? Like, anyone else. Anyone care. else. <laughs> like, uh, like, I really don't care. Like, John Favreau could have done a better job than Guy Ritchie. Like, but I don't think he's into those kind of movies. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, not his genre. <laughs> what, why, why is Guy Ritchie into those type of movies? He did like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He did Snatch. Like he did these British action movies. He invented the whole like, you know when the character freezes and it shows you their name on the screen? Like, the lobster or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know that thing? Your superhero name? That thing that you see in movies? Yeah. He invented that. Like for his okay. like British like action movies. And so like, I feel like... His like tool set doesn't really fit well into a Disney movie. Like it fits well into the concept of Aladdin, because he's a thief and he does lots of like thief movies. Like he's lots of heist movies. Right. Guy oh, Ritchie the, does. The action scene, the very the action sequence at the beginning of the movie, right? I think it's, was yeah, it's really good. But I think I think Will Smith probably had more like creative input in that movie. I think. I feel like it was Disney. I feel like Disney like really disarmed. The director by forcing him to do things that he might have not been comfortable with there was a straight up music video in the middle of the aladdin movie yeah. the i will not be silent it totally left the storyline there's people like disappearing they're stylized slow motion it's a straight up music video in the middle of this movie <laughs> Well, like, hello, honestly, Genie's, think, Genie's uh, thing. Here's the thing. Come on, Genie's song. Genie's thing told the story, and you knew it was coming. Yeah, but Come I think on, Jasmine's But this is a song awesome. that was... Yeah, it it's cool. It's a great it a song. song. And it, needed to, it, was a, it was a pedestal moment for that whole movie. Exactly. Right. But Guy Ritchie's like, I, I didn't build to this moment. He, the very small foreshadowing they did was they paid the first intro notes to that song in an earlier scene in the movie. He did not do anything to incorporate it into the greater story other than having her exist outside of time into this fantasy world in her own head for three minutes and 45 seconds of the movie. It was a music video. That's how it was shot. That's how it played out. Yeah, so it could stand alone, right? It could stand Just alone. Outside of the movie. So, like, I'm like, that's great. Release that as a music video. But that doesn't belong in the story arc, like, to me. Like, Jasmine's oh, character Dave. should have been developed... Don't ruin this movie for me. I really enjoyed it. Can you stop me? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I disagree. With I've got more. I know I you think, do. That's why I'm, I, I know. I'm like, no, don't. Yeah, stop I it. Disagree. Stop I it. I thought it was perfect for her. I think it, it needed to be done. We are not a movie review podcast. But anyway. I just think that they could have done, uh, they could have either let the director do his thing and make it his own and make it less Disney that way because Guy Ritchie is not a blatant Disney guy. He has a way of telling a story that's super effective. Yeah, but I think it needs, I, I, if, that, if that really happened, it needed to be done because then what ends up happening is when you give the director too much license, you get- Art. You get crazy You dumb, get art. You get crazy dumbo <laughs> nope. movies, right? I didn't see that. I don't know, we haven't seen it yet. I, it just, I, I, you I haven't seen it yet I either. Like, you I haven't seen it yet. Why are yeah, you? I don't he just want, doesn't like Tim Burton. I don't like Tim Burton. I, I don't want to see a Tim Burton movie. Okay. But you're not going to see a Tim Burton movie because it's a Disney franchise. So yeah, what yeah, you're going to see is a Disney. All the trailers I've seen already, 
It's a Tim Burton movie. No, no, no. He may have more creative license because he has like he has more prestige than a guy Ritchie does. You know, Tim Burton has done more family movies. He's done more animation. He's done more like so. Disney approved content than Guy Ritchie has. <laughs> Disney approved. Okay, so like they're gonna give him more creative it's license because they leap. know where he's going with it. Because they've already signed off on his whole, okay. his whole shtick. You know, his whole gestalt, <laughs> his whole image, his his creative ethos. They've already like signed on to that. That's different. But I still feel like we're not going to get like a true Tim Burton movie because Disney has so much say in what goes on that they're going to make him include this, make him do that. And that may pre present a creative challenge that he overcomes and becomes a better director. We may get a better movie as a result of it. But I feel like that didn't entirely 100% happen. I enjoyed the Aladdin movie. But I feel oh, like you, this is you this enjoying, is enjoying it. it. You're this is like me Frasier and Niles, <laughs> where they're like their perfect meal is where there's one tiny flaw that they can pick at all Except night. Except like Aladdin <laughs> had at least six tiny flaws <laughs> that you could expound on. <laughs> He's like, I loved it. It had so many flaws. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it too because it's like so a childhood I, movie, I, I and I kind of like remakes um, if it's done by like. Disney or someone yeah. that you're like, okay, at least I'm gonna, I just know I can enjoy it at face value and just... Because they do such a good job of like hitting that there. nostalgia. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna walk into it and you're just gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get what you think you're gonna get, right? They always deliver. It's like McDonald's coffee. It's not spectacular, <laughs> but they're gonna deliver the coffee flavor. They're gonna to give you. you that coffee flavor, right? Because it's created in a lab yeah. and it's designed to please you, no matter where you're at on the spectrum. You enjoyed this movie when you were a child, and we're going to give that feeling to you again. We're not going to give you this amazing piece of art. We're not going to break right, any new ground. It right. We're not going to make you. any new fans. Yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like the only question mark I had going into that movie was, was what Will Smith was going to do. And I felt like, like he blew it out of the water for me. So I was like, okay, this is a brand new... It was the same movie, in, mm -hmm. in essence, but it was a new experience. Yeah. And so I felt like... Yeah, I got I got exactly what I wanted. I really liked how they improved Jasmine's like as she's more of a role model she's in more this of a movie. I mean, just not yeah, like a... she they really yeah. like I I can't wait. I'm glad that Amelia has seen this movie twice. You know, like <laughs> it's a great movie. I think it's I think it's good. Yeah, it's a lot of things coming out. Little Mermaid, Mulan, they're all gonna be great. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. They're all gonna be great. They're not gonna be great. <laughs> Well, we'll see. So I can uh, talk about this uh, article I came across on the New York Times. And they... Oh, you mean the Times. The Times. The and they talked to Terry Gross of NPR, who um, hosts Fresh Air. And so she's been on forever. And she interviews a billion people. And so... She says that the only icebreaker that you'll ever need, whether you are on a blind date or you're at a party or, you know, you're not quite sure, you know, about people. Um, she says the only icebreaker that you'll ever need is these four words. Tell me about yourself. See, that doesn't work on me, though. I mean, either. And that's what I was going to say. I hate questions like that. Tell me about yourself. It I don't know where to so, say. Yeah, it's so vague and open-ended that 
And which for her, she's saying it should be vague and open-ended because it allows the person to choose what they want to talk about and it mm-hmm. allows the person to, to lead you where they want to go, right? So you avoid any like potentially awkward stuff like, hey, where do you work at? And, you know, assuming that they work no, or what do you awkward. do for a living or... You know, like, I want to get how far along are you? And they're not pregnant, right? So, <laughs> so you avoid, you know, you tell me about Lawyer yourself. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> My go-to icebreaker is if you could be any, like, you kitchen utensil, what would you be? <laughs> like, from, like, teaspoons to <laughs> serving forks, like, what would you be if you were a kitchen utensil? I just want to be a big spoon, a stirring spoon. Giant stirring Sam? Oof, I would be a spatula. <laughs> Spatula's good. What Spatula's about you? Spatula's a good one. Are you that nice? I don't know, my answer always changes. <laughs> it's not about, like, me, though. It's about the oh, other person. Oh, but I'm asking you, Dave. A lot of times, people, like, that, that tells me right off the bat, if they're not willing to accept the premise, they're like, do I have to answer this? Like, are you serious? Like, it tells me they're a serious person, and they're not, like, willing to go and be fantastical or, like... Really Silly, use your imagination. Yeah, that's why that's my favorite icebreaker. Yeah, so take that, Terry. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> tell me about yourself. I would just be like, uh, like it's like the whole like Facebook where it asks you for your profile. Mm-hmm. Like your bio says, if I had a bio, it would look nothing like this. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> you know, and mine's like I'm me. Like, <laughs> that's it. You know, I don't, it doesn't help. It's not helpful to me. I need a direction to go in. Okay, so tell me about yourself is, I, I don't, I don't like it. I, can, I don't respond well to that question. Uh, me neither. Do you, do you like that question? If somebody's, oh, so tell me about yourself. Um, you know, it's, it's like the go-to. Right. Like standard question when you're trying to. Get to know someone really Get to quickly. know someone quickly. Um, obviously, you know, when you're, when you're all in the same room for the same purpose, you know, it's kind of like, that's probably an easier thing when, you know, if like I'm going to a trade show, like I know what people are doing. So you don't ask like, where do you work? Where, yeah, where do you work <laughs> at? Because it says on their at? badge, you know? Um, so what do you ask? I, you know, to me, like sometimes the, the easiest way like to talk to someone is for me to say like, Hey, my name is Sam. Like, what's your name? You know, and we just kind of just start but talking. what do you say after that? I, I, I usually just kind of lead in because I knew like within a trade show, like there's people from like all over the U.S. So I'll just say, hey, like, where are you from? And they'll tell me and, you know, hopefully they're, they, they live somewhere where either I've been or I know about and then I'm able to talk about that. Well, that's easy for you. It's for you. I've heard of that. But, <laughs> but it's funny you say that because I heard, I was hearing a podcast and um, they're asking, it was that Hillsong Creative Podcast, and they had Chris Tomlin on there, and they started asking him like like 10 questions in 10 minutes, like really quick, like he has to do quick answers. And they asked him like, hey, what are you, like what are you listening to? And he, like outside of an album, he said, hey, I'm listening to this podcast, and it's called Tell Me About Your Father. And that's like, that's like how they get the conversation started is they sit down, they interview someone who could be, um, like one of the one of the persons in the interview was like Johnny Cash's son, mm-hmm. and they asked him, "Hey, tell me about your father," and that's how they, like, start the conversation. That's interesting. So, that's a loaded question. I love yeah. it. I mean, I could see it if you. 
I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's a deep question. I think that's yeah. deeper than tell me about yourself. Right. But that could be hurt. Because I think though. that could go so many different ways, yeah. right? Hey, tell me about your dad. Yeah, it could be hurtful, but think about <laughs> like how not much... even about yourself, but your father to start off with. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, it's it's almost implicit, like in telling me about your father, you're gonna tell them about yourself, about, yourself. about and why you how are the way you are, you are the yeah, right. yeah, and how your father has affected you, and what you yeah. see uh, the good and bad of what you see in your father, and how that reflects on you as a person. Okay, that's a that's a deeper question. Okay, so um, I always have this thing like if where people, you know, invite you over or, you know, you have to sit by somebody at a lunch because, you know, with church, um, you know, we'll um, invite new people, you know, to go to lunch. My parents are always inviting new people to go to lunch. Sometimes they say, hey, come with us so y'all can, you know, help the conversation, you know. Because we're really good at that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I always am like, okay, I have a job. Like, I just consider myself an interviewer because I'm such a, like, I, I don't, I don't have any not like. I'm really good at feigning interest. In yes, whatever exactly. You're about. So I just put on my interviewer jacket, and I go, I'm going to go and interview this person right over lunch. Right. And so, like, we we recently did this, and you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask them about this. How many kids? You know, how many kids? Oh, what are their ages? Oh, that's so great. You know, do y'all homeschool or, you know? And it's funny because. I mean, I know that people feel like they've really connected as long as you let them talk about themselves. You right. know, that they come away, they walk away going, oh, that was such a great lunch. We really connected. Whether you talk about yourself or not is not important. But mm-hmm. if you give them time to talk about themselves, it usually leads to, you know, you sharing some information about mm-hmm. yourself as well. And that's what we're trying to make a connection, right? Like, oh, yeah. that's, we have that in common or whatever. But yeah, I just put on my interviewer jacket and that's why I clicked on this article. So I could see what other questions. <laughs> so, you know, if y'all hear me tell somebody, so tell me about, tell your me about yourself. Tell, about tell me about your dad. <laughs> you I feel like doing. tell me about yourself only, like, it doesn't sound natural out of my mouth, but I can see Jenny saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's best friend, tell me about yourself. Like, I can hear her saying it. And I'm like, that's what makes Jenny. It has to be delivered. so good. And yeah. it's got to be delivered in a way that people want to disclose yeah, information exactly. and jenny's yeah. already interested she's already tuned into you as a person and so when she yeah. says tell me about yourself you're like oh i can't wait you know yeah so she so uh, she also goes on to say that the secret to being a good conversationalist is curiosity to be genuinely curious about the person i think jenny kind of talked a little bit about that oh, i just i feel like i'm gonna find a golden nugget you know right, inside right. of that person and i'm gonna dig around and i'm curious about who this person is and what made them into the person that they are. That's and interesting. I'm so. naturally curious about people's like education background. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more likely to ask like, Hey, where did you go to school? Where did you study? Like, what did you learn? You know, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. what did you major in? Like, but there are definitely some people that you're just sort of like, you are not interesting to me. So I'm going to pretend. <laughs> oh really? Oh really? And while they're talking, I'm going, what other question could I make? Could I ask to make this more interesting to mm-hmm. myself? Because I'm a bad person, but, <laughs> but I, I, I feel I'm, like sitting through awful conversation is like one of the worst forms of torture. It's like if I know I'm going somewhere, I mean, where I either the so conversation depends on me or I have to listen to somebody that I already know I mm-hmm. don't want to sit and listen to. It's like, oh, I, I'll, I'm almost physically sick just thinking about it. I spend a lot of time avoiding those like, conversations. Like, <laughs> straight up, like, 
potluck and like I'm not, I'm less likely to go or like hang out and be there like at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, there Just was avoid a lunch it completely in case there was you a get lunch trapped. like um, everyone sat down in the lunchroom. They're all at tables, and I'm like, nope, not, not <laughs> gonna do it. I went and grabbed the sandwich and I went to back to yeah. the office by myself. Yeah. I'm like. There's definitely some Sundays because, you know, in our church, everybody hangs out. People come early. We have donuts and coffee and stuff, and everybody sits around and just chit-chats, you know. And so there will be some times where I'm, like, headed to the office. I just mm-hmm. don't have the emotional energy or mental energy. Well, after church service, I can see that because you expend a lot of energy out, and then if there's a potluck after, you're like... No, this Oof. is before. Before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've... because, I mean, sometimes... I'm Sundays take a lot out of you already. I feel bad because like people want to talk to me, but I I can't do it. Like I can't like sit and have a combo with you. But then you know what's worse is when they find you. Mm-hmm. Then you really can't go anywhere. Well, it's okay for me because I'm I'm always busy. Like Sunday mornings. I'm always busy. No, like I'm not just like. I can ma- pretend to be busy. No, I'm not. It's not an artificial busyness. Like I'm always busy on Sunday morning. There's always something I can prove. There's always something I'm working on to get yeah, ready for yeah, the service. Yeah, that's true. And like I'm totally fine with that. That makes me happy. That that's fulfilling for me. Right. <laughs> you know? And it uh, like when people try to talk to me, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to, you know, either come with me or yeah, walk and talk, walk and talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think I, I enjoy it most most times, but there's definitely times where I'm just like, okay, I'm hiding. I'm definitely hiding. Yeah, I tell you that you know I think, like for me, like like I'm and I'm thinking about like when I go to trade shows, right? So I spend a lot of time walking around and talking to people. That by whenever it's lunchtime, like I want some like alone time, right? But when you go eat lunch at a trade show, you know, they just got like tables everywhere and there's people sitting down and... You sit with strangers? Yeah, I sit with, you know, and then it's like, okay, um, there's a little bit, to be honest with you guys, like the, there's a little bit of an anxiety level that I get, right? And so I serve my food, I'm scoping out where I'm going to sit. If there's an empty table, it's probably like my first go-to, you know, but even if I sit down at an empty table, I know that within two minutes... Like there's gonna be people at that table, and so I have to kind of like, like. It's usually when people come to you, though. I gotta like psych not. myself up to say, okay, like. You, that you just make, reminds me of like. You make the introduction. My first day in college, I didn't eat dinner for a few days. I ate popcorn in my room because I just didn't want to face trying to figure out where to sit in the cafeteria. Oh, wow. Like I just could not deal with that level of anxiety until I found until unless my roommate asked me, "Hey, do you want to go and get lunch? Do you want to go to I'd be like, "Yeah, okay." Cuz all right, I didn't have to like find a table, somebody, right? I didn't right. have to go. But if she wasn't around, I mean, it took me a while until I met who my best friend now, Brenda. Hey girl, I love you. Uh, until she, I was like, okay, she's my go-to person. Like we went every meal together and we gained 15 pounds together (laughs) eating waffles. (laughs) But I mean, I, I just didn't, I didn't, I avoided it. Who knows what I would have, who knows what I would have done. For me, like my motivator was I got to eat. Right, like that wasn't enough of a motivation. I was like, I gotta find somebody. I gotta sit down strangers. I didn't know anyone. But you know, you just like it's like you get that push of anxiety, and then you're like, oh, like you have to, you just gotta break through it. And 
And then it's like, okay, I'm having lunch with a stranger. Here we go. Joe from Denver. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes like the easiest conversation, you know, they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're saying, so, you know, you know, I think it's like, it's, it's easy to talk about like your kids, right? Oh, I got kids. You got kids, you know, and you start talking about your kids, you know, oh, how, what, what ages are they, you know? And then I think it's always really interesting when like the conversation comes around to me and they're like, how many kids do you have, Sam? Oh, I got four. Oh my God, you got four? And then it's like, oh, you beat us all. You got more kids than everyone here at the table. Kids happens all the time. Do you know kids? how they win? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we win. Kids is too personal for me. I'm like, I'm not, I don't ever go You're there. like, I'm going to tell you about my kid, you creep. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But like, I don't give names. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, my eldest son, he's 13. My eldest daughter, she's, you know, and I go through. Yeah. Yeah, when someone asks me if I have like a kid, I'm like, that's an invasion price. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then I like, change the subject or like I talk about something else or I go. You're <laughs> like, hilarious. I don't want to it's talk like, about no. it. Like, I don't want, I don't want. Yeah. But she's mine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't know her. Like that's, the, I get all of her little idiosyncrasies. Like everything about her is just like for me to enjoy. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to share You're that. You're going to have a problem when school starts. I yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm going to have more than one problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so some of her other tips are be funny if you can. Dave, you're funny. Awkwardly funny. <laughs> I, I am okay with being awkwardly funny. I like it when people don't get the joke, especially if they're strangers, because I'm like, you're just not on my level. <laughs> I'm okay being funny. Do you think that you can be funny? Like, hey, you're expected to be funny now. I don't think I'm expected to be funny, but I think like people are surprised when I am funny. Like the joke I made today and I had everyone laughing. Which was? Okay, so, <laughs> so I have this new haircut, right? Yes, I see. <laughs> and, uh, and so we had an interesting time yesterday. Because I, um, the lady I usually go to that usually does a really great job, mm -hmm. um, but for whatever reason, she went a little higher than usual. <laughs> and um, I was going to say anything. And <laughs> I'm so, glad you're talking about this. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know if she was upset because I stiffed her on the tip last time or what's going on, but oh, I live, I live with this lady. You can't do that. You can't. <laughs> no. I live with this lady, and so. So that so that was my joke, right? So I was no, like, he told his coworkers because he just like went in and was like, my hair's short. Like he was just like telling people, I know my hair's short because I mean, we were freaking out last night. My boss started yelling down the hall, high and tight, baby, high and tight. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Esther, do not make me look like kid in play. Like it was just, I don't know what happened. Okay, I don't know what happened. We were both, we were both a little. <laughs> Concerned. I think so I may just take like, it all So he just off. like walked in and like you know you, so he like for, went for the subject head for on. For anyone who can't see your hair, we're not gonna post a picture or anything. But just imagine like you have a toothbrush and you put the little dollop on top. That's what Sam's hair looks like. <laughs> that's on what top it, of his head. It's the little toothpaste. Yeah, we're trying to like. It's just it, sit, it just sits, it just so sits in the right top. in the middle. Right on the mid, on the top. But yeah. you know, you know, I mean, I've, we saw a couple people with the same. We type did. Of We've haircut. been watching TV, you know, and I it's said, "Look, little, that guy's got your haircut." Thing. Yes, well, it is. Basically, like what Esther gave me is. Like, 
Endgame apocalypse haircut. It is. <laughs> it is without on purpose. It is the. Um, it's the, trendy right it's now. It's the Mohawk eye. Yes. The Mohawk eye. Yeah. Yes, that's what. So, like, so just Google know. that and you can see that. But for sure. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. So he just like went in. He confronted it. You know, he's like, I know my hair is short, whatever. And he's telling them the lady who usually does it, she does a good job, but I don't know. And he t- he started telling them, I couldn't say anything to her though. And they're like, why? Why didn't you say something? He's because like, she's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and so of course they so all started. So then they laughing. all laughed and said, oh, of course. Now they all got. But yeah. So his his coworker, she's a woman, and uh, and he says, oh, my hair's short, and she says, oh, I see that. And then she did this classic move. And she said, do you like it? And I was like, oh, that's the women's, that's what girls say that's to each question. other yeah. when we want to know, should we should, be upset we for you? Should we be or should you, we, should we yeah. totally pretend like we like this? Right? And I was like, do you like it? It's growing, like, oh, it's growing on me. Yeah, I said, I'm so sorry. She gave you the, do you, uh, like do you want to talk about how awful you look or are we going to pretend like you like it? Like Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry she gave you that classic, do you like it? Wow. <laughs> no one else said anything, but I don't know if it's just because they, they're all snickering in the offices, but... It's just hair. Your hair grows so fast. I kept telling it's gonna be it's gonna be back to normal in a week. I mean, his hair grows. So, so after fast. she cut it, I was like, oh, because then it was just like hair. Yeah, he had here. his full beard, right? Mm-hmm. Like so then I had to trim Sam. it all off. Yeah, he had to leave. Now he's summer Sam, and he looks twenty five. I would have left the thick beard. The thick no. beard and short hair looks kind of cool. No, no, it didn't look good. It didn't. It didn't look. I good. It looked weird. So he had. So I had to go shorter over. here than here. He had to start over, basically. Yeah. We so. still might trim that. I don't know. I think he could work it. See, it was like when you like mess. I don't know. Up. I'm thinking maybe after, like, during the weekend. I think I might just like. <gasps> there was this one of the <laughs> one of the glass blowers in that show. He had like really cool hair. It was kind of like that, and it had it kind of like falling forward like through the entire show. But the last episode or something, the last two episodes. He like instead of like letting it fall naturally, he like gelled it up, and it was like a little spike. I'm yeah. thinking about doing that. He looked awful. It was, <laughs> it was like a little like his like, little hair rhino or something. Hair it's rhino, like, yeah. So bad. I'm like, it's a why you? He looked so cool like before that, but now he looks like a complete idiot. I don't know. So don't do that. Don't do a little. I don't know. Maybe don't maybe able to do the like the middle peak. I don't know. Like you know the 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 mountain ridge. I don't think so. I think it looks fine. I think it looks it looks normal. That's the that's the look right now. Yeah. You're good. So But anyway, yeah, that's my that's my hair story. Interesting. But but like going back to like being funny, right? So I think I think depending on moments of awkwardness or whatever, like like it's just best just to be a little funny. To be funny. To disarm anyone, right? Yeah. I try to be funny. I don't know. Because I think, especially in an office environment, where you're when you're working with others, like you know, people. But it's but you can't make a joke about that person. You have to make a joke about yourself. But yourself. Yeah. Well, I usually like comment on like stuff that like happens. Like if I'm in a room full of strangers and like somebody like trips or something, like I can I can say so funny you make stuff. fun of other people. Yeah, like <laughs> I can say like, oh, he was in a hurry, or like I, whatever. Like I can make people laugh like around me. Like if they're strangers, that's fine. I'm totally yeah. cool with that. I've made more strangers laugh, I think, than people I know. Because once you get to know me, it's just annoying. 
<laughs> okay, so she says if a conversation is going badly, take control by pivoting it to something you want to talk about. Um, if they start talking about something you don't want to, or, oh, that reminds me, and, like, try to change it, or saying, oh, I, I had an experience, and, like, maybe just trying to, like, change the... <laughs> change the thing i don't know i do that there's one person in particular i do that with <laughs> you just change the subject do you just like abruptly change the subject no or do like you, you just to put say, the car in park oh, and turn it around me. oh that reminds me of i go with something new like i feel bad when that did happened. you hear about i feel like i do that but i do it by accident because there's something that the person says that reminds me of something else and then oh, yeah. like You're I have constantly to, doing that. like I have to say whatever just came to my mind yeah he's and constantly then, saying um oh I heard that on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh I heard somebody on a podcast there's this podcast I'm listening to <clears throat> I'm like okay Sam but what does that have to do with <laughs> nothing <laughs> I just thought of it <laughs> you just made me think about yeah. it but to all those who have done that before I apologize they don't remember Sam. They don't. <laughs> You're not that important in their lives that I'm they're thinking not. about. You know what? I take back my apology. Sorry, go. not sorry. There you go. Exactly. No regrets. No regrets. So she said, "Here's how to get uh, out of a conversation." Um, she says, "I gotta take this call. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take this call. I gotta use a restroom now." Got cramp. She says, I'd love to talk some more, but I'm running late. Or, I'd love to talk about that some more on another time. Or, you know, whatever. See, or, I'd I'm love not, to continue I'm our not conversation. I'm comfortable lying but... with someone at the end of yeah. the conversation. <laughs> I'd love to talk more about that. That's the problem with that. I'm not comfortable lying to them. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's a good liar. <laughs> Are you Sam? <laughs> As he sips his coffee, avoiding the subject. He'd like to talk about that more at a later time. <laughs> at a later time, we can talk about that. I'm a little busy. I'm running late. Yeah. That's so funny. So, I don't know. This is a, someone who's interviewed a lot of people. So we can try yeah, to... But she does it for a living. She does for a living. She's awesome. So, I thought that for was sure. interesting. 11 a.m. Awesome. every day. When you have to take on the role of interviewer... Mm-hmm. You know, like I need that help. That's that's a, I feel like that's such a heavy weight when it's like you have to talk to this person. They're not going to talk to anyone else but you. Like if mm-hmm. you go to lunch with another couple or whatever, yeah. and it's like you're on. I think just pretend like <laughs> there isn't anyone else to defer to. You know, like <laughs> but I think, okay, I think... so I just. Put on that interview. I think, you know, I mean, obviously this is really great, but seeing other people who are great interviewers and like seeing what they do is, is a good way to like see how it's done. You know, I think, you know, like a lot of these like late night guys, yeah, they're all comedians, but a lot of them are really, really great interviewers and they can like get a lot of gold out of people. I, I think, like I think Ellen advantage. is a fantastic interviewer. I think there's an advantage there that's a little unfair though because they have the opportunity to research and find out. So right. not she going into an that. interview cold is not the same. Not everyone faces that situation. Right. Right. You as meeting as someone new or like in your everyday life, you're not going to have the opportunity or the advantage of knowing something before. 
beforehand about what they do, about what they're interested in, about yeah, you know, looking what, at their line what of charity work. organizing yeah, right now. Like, yeah. It's not it's not even playing field there. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean you're right. And But some and, of her tips are, are good, even if you're meeting somebody for the first time at a party or a get together. Oh, you know, and I feel like maybe maybe I have a little different advantage than you guys because that's part of what I do for a living, right? I mean, I do you enjoy it? I do. You enjoy it. You already have a great advantage. Yeah, (laughs) I I I enjoy it. I like finding out about people just secretly on my own. Like for instance, like I remember Facebook stalking them and then being (laughs) like, I don't need to talk to them. I already know everything about them. Like I think one of the like one of the coolest interviews I remember having, and it was a it was a FaceTime interview that I had, so I was able to interface with with the individual, um, and he was from Mississippi, mm-hmm. so like right over my shoulder I have a banner that hangs on my wall that um, that has like all the Dallas Cowboy championships right in the right. back, and so he's like, hey, you're a Cowboys fan, and usually like people like. You know, you know, dog me for having the banner, right. um, but he's like, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan too. He goes, I just became one. And I'm like, how did you just become one? Mm-hmm. He's like, Dak Prescott. He's from Mississippi. He played here in Mississippi. Mm. Now I'm a Dak <laughs> fan. And so we talked for like 20 minutes, like about football. Yeah. Before we even talked about like his resume, you know, and and I think for me as an as an interviewer, like having that connection with that person, as as I don't know, as low as football can be. It's just football, right? We're just talking football, but yeah. you make a connection. And so when I'm talking to a client about this person, I'm able to like really relate who this person is because I feel like I had a really good connection with them. So interesting. And and you know, as a as a recruiter, like I feel like like I have to make those connections quickly because mm-hmm. I only have like twenty minutes, maybe thirty minutes with someone either on the phone or by camera. That I have to connect with this it's like person. Speed dating. Yeah, it you is. I make a connection really quickly. Quickly, because I have to move quickly. So if you're dating, that's a I I I think that question. Tell me about yourself, or tell me about your family. Tell me about, you know, your father or whatever that other question was. Yeah. You know, like, man, that that hits deep and personal like quickly. right away. Yeah. Hmm. Which I would not want somebody to ask me that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a That's little afraid to find out what other people's answers would be too, like because then you have to deal with that. Like, I don't think you would go. I don't like, think you'd go that deep that fast. Tell me about your father. I think there's a there's a niche for that. That's like if you've been friends for a long time. It's like or the like, guy from uh, Humans of New York. Maybe he says that kind of stuff. You know, where he yeah. gets to that person's like core very yeah. quickly. I feel like that's not very advantage. Like. Because it's it's unflattering for persons who experience that. I don't think it's a good idea if you're on a date to be like, tell me about your father. Because like things are going to come up that you're not judging them fairly or they're not going to want to say things. Because you don't even know them yet. Because, yeah. Because oh, you're gosh. spending so much time analyzing yeah, this is a each mind other. Field. But, but you know, obviously, I think I think within this podcast, right, like the, the, the motivator for asking that question is that that person is either connected to some like their father did something right and mm-hmm. that that opens up to a little more about who that person oh, is oh that specific podcast. right i thought you were talking about this podcast. no 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 because you said this podcast that that, that podcast, that podcast like that that topic i mean that intro <clears throat> oh right 
I mean, I guess I, if I you want like to get to know somebody. I feel like it's an interesting question, too, if the person's, like, famous. Like, I want to hear oh. about their father. Like, it's not just like, hey, you're a normal person, but your father's famous, you know, kind of thing. But, like, it's an insight into someone that you wouldn't normally encounter, you wouldn't normally know anything about unless you had a relationship with their father or you knew them personally. Right, know? right. That's okay. Yeah. That could be interesting. So, it's funny yeah, because it's like, for a, a celebrity, we want to know about their normal dad. Yeah. Right? We're like, we want to know about your dad. <laughs> like, right. why is that? Or did here? your dad like help lead you to yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Pave oh, the he's way. He's a farmer. Because people right. look Doesn't up to their dad. Doesn't he watch movies? Yeah. <laughs> I just like his work ethic Super or whatever. Super interesting, yeah. Right? People start talking about that. Interesting. So that's my contribution to the Three Cups Collective. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what you get? You guys... Ooh, man. What do you want to ask me? <laughs> Follow Three Cups Collective on Facebook to join the discussion and find links to everything we talked about today. Don't forget to leave a review on your listening platform to help others discover the podcast. Thanks for listening.